Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Booth Review, episode 87. You know me, I'm Seth. I'm here with Brendan. He's feeling a little under the weather, so you're getting two straight weeks of me doing the intro. You know what time it is. It's NFL Pick'em Podcast. Brendan, how are we doing? All right. Um, not great. Not horrible. I have I have been sick. Uh, I got, like, it's like one of those things, you know, like first semester, everybody's kind of sick. A lot's going around. So I got that. Um and then I kind of got over it, and then I didn't get over it. So it's still kind of lingering around in my system. And I think the worst of it was yesterday. Uh, so I think I'm on the the down trajectory now, kind of on the mend, getting over it. But it, it, it is clear that I am battling some sort of common cold. It's not COVID, but uh, I do think that I am battling the common cold. But uh, I've heard they're pretty common. So not much to worry about. Uh, I think I'll get over it. I beat I beat the shit out of COVID last year. I think I can beat the shit out of this. And uh, I'm back. I'm also not feeling great because of the week that we had last week. Really shitty performance. And we'll talk about it, but you asked how I'm doing. Not well. I'm, it's been on my mind. I definitely lost sleep over it. And... I have yeah. to say, I found the statements that we put up very funny because with you, it's like this super long thing and super apologetic. And mine's like a one or two sentence thing. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, I'm just happy the Giants lost. Yeah. Well, she was just saying that, um, that like mine was like 10 paragraphs long and it was like really carefully thought out and like a lot of, a lot of big words. And you were just like, ah, oh, it was a tough week. <laughs> I mean, I say, here's the thing, right? Like, I said it on the podcast before the week even happened. I was like, take everything I say with a grain of salt because I'm always trash in the beginning of the season. And then as the season goes on, I get really good. Like, it's just how it works. It's how it was last year. You were leading for most of the first half of the season. And then all of a sudden, in the end, I came back and I won. Just how it works. Um, I'm honestly a little surprised that you got sick. I don't know what it's like around uh around elon but as far as masks go at bu everyone's very like everyone wears them and they're always like super strict about it and like kids will call you out if you're not wearing it so i feel like it's really hard to like get sick with anything that isn't covid just because the masks work really well for stuff like that like i haven't had the common cold since well before covid yeah i kind of jinxed myself um cam was telling me that he had gotten sick and I think I made like a snarky little remark like I haven't been sick in three years which was true um I survived the whole COVID thing even though I got COVID I didn't get sick I was asymptomatic I wouldn't have known so I didn't get sick I never got the flu I never got a cold I never even got like allergies for like three years basically and then as soon as I make that fucking remark I get sick so you know what I had it coming for me and it's punishment for being the cocky piece of shit that a lot of TBR listeners think that I am. And that's a punish. That's a price that I'm willing to pay for, for speaking some of which, comments speaking, that I do. Speaking of the comment section of TBR and thinking that you're a piece of shit, I want, you know, we were talking, we obviously talked during the games and we were yeah. both like, we want apologies from everybody. Because the Philadelphia Eagles looked amazing last week. Yeah, so, of course, Murphy's Law, like, I go to bat for the Eagles all summer, and I'm like, I think this seems really good. I think Jalen Hurts is, like, unbelievable. Like, in the quarterback rankings, I, like, spited you. And I was like, Jalen Hurts, there's no way he's the 29th best quarterback. Like I said, like, the Eagles are good this year. They're going to win the division. Like, they're going to win 9 to 10 games, and everybody shit on me for it. And the Eagles came out and looked unbelievable. I put a TikTok out this week. You know, because we're big TikTok people now. And mm-hmm. I said my five takeaways from week one of the NFL season were like yada, yada, yada. But one of them was Jalen Hurts is legit. The Eagles are legit. Like, let's start respecting this team. As we said, as I said in late July, early August. So I don't want my apologies yet because mathematically speaking, they could still go one in 16. So I'm going to sit back and continue to be right for the rest of the season. And then... We'll see when the end of the season rolls around 
how dumb all these morons in the comment section look. But I'll say so far it looks pretty good for us. Speaking about yeah, the Giants, I mean, the one team that's yeah, proving Giants us wrong is um, the Broncos are proving us wrong, and I think they're going to continue to do that. Well, didn't they uh, lose last week, or did they sneak out a win? No, they beat the Giants. Oh, oh, right, but that's different because, like, we knew they were going to beat the Giants. Like, we said right. that they were going to be, you know. Well, I think they're going to start two. Well, we'll get into the picks, but I think they're going to start two and out, and they're proving us wrong. But other than them, mm-hmm. pretty much everybody is like falling under the category that we put them in, not just tier rankings wise, but also part, yeah. how we categorized all these teams and how we kind of s- said we thought their seasons were going to go. It's all kind of falling into place right now. So we're right, and all of you are wrong. And major it, the other bad thing in the comment sections weekend really bad look. This, some of, some of those morons who were commenting on our page looked so dumb when Sunday rolled around, whether it was college football I mean, or whether it was NFL. Morons, absolute morons. The other thing you really deserve credit for is with your quarterback raking. I know that we never really put the, out a graphic for that, but. For people who listen to the podcast, um, and, you know, obviously we said stuff about the Ravens, too. You know, like, people disagree with our Ravens when we did the, you know, wins predictions things, and you were like, Lamar Jackson's trash. And then I find, while I'm just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram, a Bleacher Report post that shows that Jalen Hurts now in his first, what, five, six starts in the NFL has um, two 300-plus-yard passing games. And Lamar Jackson has never done that in his entire career. So you were just being validated on all fronts this weekend. It's great quarterback that this guy is. He literally can't throw for 300 yards. He can't throw the ball downfield more than five yards. He loves, he's got, he's a good runner. I'll give it to him. He's a good, he's a good rusher, but he's a running back. He's not a quarterback. So like I said on the QBRs, I wouldn't have put him in the top 32 had it not been ranking the 32 Court players who happen to be quarterbacks in depth charts. If it was like best quarterbacks in the league, he wouldn't have appeared on the list. So the thing that yeah, I honestly you might have to consider putting uh, Danny Amendola above him, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, the thing that I find funny about like how the I call them NFL casuals, and it's funny that NFL casuals the Instagram called page, us NFL casuals. called us out this summer. But the thing that I find funny about actual NFL casuals is, like, look at what happened on Monday Night Football and then look at the aftermath. The Ravens did not look good against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Now everyone's saying the Ravens aren't a legit team and they they can't win. They're going to have a bad year. It's like, where were all of you this summer when, like, we were were saying, literally putting ourselves out there and saying, like, the Ravens hype, like, I don't believe in it. Like, everyone said in the division predictions, Ravens were going to win the division. Um... And I don't know. So, to be fair, we we both. I mean, hang on. I I am not bouncing off of my Browns take. Like I still 100 percent right. believe that they're winning that division. But like, really, realistically, like we we were are looking terrible on that one too. Because the Browns, like, no. To be no. fair, like they played the Chiefs. Like people were like, oh, I the Browns are going to suck. Browns they're not that game. I know you picked the Browns, but like I totally right. expected them. to And win they the gave game. them a really, really good game too. Like it was, you know, well, one They really, they should have won that game. They really, they were up, like, they were up by like three scores at one point. They should have won that game. Yeah. They were up so, massive at halftime. And no, but I don't think we're looking all that bad. Cardinal. No. Okay, let's we'll get into the picks and then we'll talk about like what happened in week one. But I'm just saying, like right. all the teams that we were big on when we did our preseason like predictions, they looked good. Yeah. And how about right. my Saints? Just oh, want to throw. Yeah. Them oh yeah, we will wow. get to them eventually because they. I mean, they, I think we're both gonna have them starting two and zero. I think you'd be insane to think that they wouldn't. Um, so let's get into the pick them. Sun- Sunday, September nineteenth. Good old slate, starting with the local team, Patriots at Jets, 1 p.m. I have to say, I'm moderately concerned about the Patriots right now. I know a lot of people were like, oh, Mac Jones looked the best of all of the rookies this week. I disagree. He looked skittish at a lot of times, looked afraid (laughs) to get hit. Um, I thought that he made a lot of really, really good throws, which to me is encouraging, but I don't know if it was just first game jitters or what it was, but to me, there were a lot of times where he was making mistakes in the pocket 
you know, whether it was holding onto the ball too long, whether it was footwork wise, not stepping up in the pocket when he needed to, there were things that I feel like cam would have been doing as a veteran QB that Mac wasn't doing. Now I still think that Bill knows what he's doing and he wouldn't have started a rookie if he didn't think that, you know, he was going to be strong veteran presence in the pocket, like, like, you know, I, not veteran presence, but like, you know, have veteran type, you know, tangible things in the pocket. Yeah. But I was a little bit concerned. Do I think they're going to lose this game? Absolutely not. I think they're going to blow out the jets. I mean, the jets are ass. Like it's just, you know, it's the jets. What do you want? Right. I, but I'd be a little bit concerned about my, I think I have them over nine and a half wins. I think that's one of the bets that I have, and I'd be a little bit concerned about that right now. Okay. Um, this Patriots offense is not where I want them to be right now. Not, not at all. Uh, for If you consider the moves that they made in the offseason and the money that they dished out to get all these quote-unquote weapons – that they thought were going to come in and change this offense. And, you know, at the time, we're going to surround Cam with all these weapons, whatever. And then you cut him at the end of the offseason and you go with your rookie quarterback, whatever. All these weapons, where the fuck were they? Like, like what happened to, what happened to this new-look Patriots offense? You can't win games by kicking field goals. That's what they tried to do all year last year, and it doesn't work. Against a team like the Miami Dolphins, yeah, maybe it'll get you pretty close. But... You can't win games by just kicking. You you, you right. cannot Nick Folk your way to wins when you have Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, James White, Mac Jones, ne- um, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers. When you have all of those pieces in your offense, you you can't score sixteen points. You, it just it's unacceptable in my opinion. I was. Utterly disappointed with the Patriots this past weekend. It, it it was eerily similar to last year when they were clawing their way to try and win games and just staying alive. That Dolphins team is a team they should have blown out. Tua's not a good quarterback, and I thought our defense actually did a pretty good job of getting to him. Um, they came up in big moments that when they needed that interception at the end of the game, uh, Judon, great pass rush, takes Tua completely out of the play, completely legal, mm-hmm. too. And then the secondary came up with the interception, puts us in prime field position, and we can't do anything with it. And we fumble the football. Turnovers were an issue. Yeah. Penalties were an issue. You, Mac Jones, everyone's all big on him. I don't want to call out the Patriots fans, because like I'm one of them, but I'm going to. They're a little delusional in the sense that I think it's still post-Brady leaving shock era, where they yes. think that they would rather have Mac Jones because he's like the he's more Brady than Cam Newton is. And not right. just off of looks, I'm just saying that Mac Jones is, is more no, Brady. For, for, than from Newton's. a from a purely football standpoint, if you have to pick between Mac Jones and Cam Newton and say, you know, it, I want a guy that is going to more closely resemble Tom Brady. Mac Jones is the guy. He's a pocket passer. He's immobile. Doesn't throw the ball down the field terribly well. That was the other thing. You know, we got three quarters of the way through that game, and I think they said on the broadcast he hadn't completed a pass, or I, I don't even know if he had attempted a pass over eight yards. I think it was just completions at this. I think he didn't have a completion that was over eight yards. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you're telling me that Cam couldn't have done that? Like the the whole right. complaint about Cam last year was that it looked like his arm strength wasn't all that great, and then he couldn't throw the ball downfield. I'm like, well, shit. Why do you care who's at quarterback position then if you're not going to throw the ball further than eight yards? Like it's like to me, anyone who was celebrating Mac because they're like, oh, we're finally going to have a guy that threw can throw the ball. Like what? Like what? Like what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, just I saw a I lot of think, delusional Patriots fans that just are just going to ride Mac Jones' coattails all year, and this team is not going to win games unless something drastically changes. So that being said, you know, thank God they're getting the worst franchise in the NFL this year as a complete bounce back. I mean, this team should have been 2-0. Like, it, like, there's no doubt about it. This team should have beat the Dolphins last week. They should have beat the Jets, and like, they, they're looking like one of the stronger teams in the AFC. That's not the case. They looked really weak to me. Uh, the Patriots are going to win this game, but 
little bit of a outside angle on this. I don't think they're going to win it by that much. I think that, I think that the Jets cover the spread, um, and that's like crazy. Do you have them that. at uh, Patriots minus six, like I have them? Yep. I, I think it's a three point game. I think it's low scoring. I think we're going to see a similar game to we saw last week with the Dolphins. Uh, and I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. I've got the under, under 42. But I think the Jets might cover the spread, but the Patriots are going to win the game. And I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing for the New England Patriots this week. Uh, but they, they're going to win the game. All right, so we both have the Patriots for game one. Game two got Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Bills are minus 180, Dolphins plus 155. The spread, though, really tight. We're looking at minus three and a half in favor of the Bills, obviously. Um, I like... I like Miami in this game. I'm not going to lie. I think they're riding high after beating New England in New England. Uh, Patriots were, uh, I think, better than minus 200 odds going into that game. I think they were like minus two two something going into that game. And I think that Miami as underdogs on their home (laughs) turf are going to be super hyped up. I think that that team, like, look, I don't, I agree with you that Tua looked like crap last week, but he did enough to get the job done. And I think that their defense is really solid and the bills really, really screwed it up last week against the Steelers. Like there was, they had no business losing that game, but they did. And so I think that the bills are really low on confidence and that Miami is through the roof and Miami being at home with that, you know, it's going to be a packed stadium because everyone who roots for Miami thinks that they're going to be unbelievable. Now I think they've got this game. So I'm taking Miami. I'm glad that you're taking Miami because I can finally get ahead of you in the pickup standings by you doing that. <laughs> um, the bills are going to win this game. The, the, I knew that the bills and Steelers game was going to be ugly offensively. It always is. Between those two teams, it's it's never good. The Bills' offense is either in, like, shootout games or ugly, like, seven-point games, and there's no in-between. From the get-go, it just didn't look like things were going to go all that well for either team. Kind of shocked that Pittsburgh escaped with a victory in that one, to be completely honest with you. But the Bills' offense was non-existent, really. Um, as big as I am yeah, on Josh, Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen's a fraud quarterback. <laughs> as big as I am on Josh Allen, he was... He was nowhere to be found. Um, Stephon Diggs didn't hear his name called once. They don't have an established run game there. Singletary, like whatever. Um, I don't think that their run game is all that established. He's like a he he's a good like middle of the pack kind of guy, but he in no way can like spark an offense and be like the centerpiece uh, in terms of fair. in terms of an RB one. So. You know, as good as the, that team was last year, and as good as their offense is, like it didn't, it didn't shock me that they they kind of struggled offensively to get their legs under them. That being said, that's a game that I think all of America thought they were going to win, and they should have won. And they gifted the Steelers a win when the Steelers really didn't deserve a win there because the Steelers' offense looked like shit too. Uh, all in all, it was a really bad game. But Buffalo is in a similar boat as New England this week, where they get a great spot after a week one loss in a game that they should have won. And I think an in-division opponent in Miami is a is a great bounce-back game for them. I've got the Bills. I've got the Bills to cover the spread. I do think the game's going to go under. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Um, the AFC East games, when you're playing in-division, are always ugly. They're never fun. Yeah. They're always ugly, like, claw your way to victory games, like I mentioned for the last game. But I think it's Buffalo. Uh, I, I I like them to bounce back. I liked them last week, and I think that kind of shocked everybody. Like I don't think that that was a bad pick to pick Buffalo between either of us last week. I don't. It wasn't like it wasn't a game that people thought the Steelers were going to win. Um, but I'm going Buffalo this week. I think that's a great bounce back spot for them. All right. Next game, Rams Colts. I don't think we need to talk about this one much. We're both going to take the Rams. I'm assuming. Just yeah. Yeah, we're both taking the Rams. 
Um, it's funny. The lines yeah. are nearly identical between this game and the Bills game. The only difference is the odds are a little bit different on the spread, and um, the over-under is 48.5 for this game, as opposed to being 47.5. Yeah, I got Rams money line. I think that's a lock. Uh, ugly Sunday night football game. Again, That was the, those were the worst two teams you could have pinned on Sunday night football to get me to want to watch that game. Uh, it was over Especially before early. It, <laughs> it was over before it started. We all knew the Rams were going to win that game. We all knew the Rams were going to handle them. Um, I've got under 48. I got Rams to cover the minus three and a half spread and Rams money line. The Colts suck and fuck their fans. Uh, that's all I have to say. Carson Wentz blows. Awful quarterback. That offense is so boring. <laughs> it is. It really is. All right. Quick one. Love it when we have the quick and easy ones that we agree yeah. on. Next game, I'd be surprised if we disagree on this. Browns, Texans. Browns are home. They are Minus six hundred and fifty. Yeah, that is the heaviest favorite I've seen on a football game in a long time. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Granted, th- th- I mean the Texans won last week, so good on them. Amazing that they came out with that. Honestly, like, I mean, granted. Uh, they beat the Jaguars. Like you know, that's not much of an accomplishment. Like yeah, they have the number one overall pick at quarterback, but it's just not really a big accomplishment. So um, they are the uh, Browns are minus thirteen, and honestly, the way they played against the Chiefs last week, I would take that. Um, I think they'll blow out the Texans. I don't think it's going to be close. I think that they could bring in. I think Case Keenum is their backup quarterback right now. I think they could bring in Case Keenum by like halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, uh, Browns are my pick for this game. Texans kind of shocked me last week. Uh, I, I pinned them to be one of the potential worst teams in the league. They they had their way with the Jaguars. And granted, I think we saw that the Jaguars are going to be another failing franchise. I forgot to lift the curse. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault. Uh, I'm not lifting it anymore, though. It's still in effect because that account continued to talk shit after I called him out on the story. For those who don't know the story, and I think if you listen to the Pick'em Podcast last year, you know it very well. But um, week one, the Jaguars won their first game last week. Uh, last year, 1-0, they started. Uh, it just so happened that after week one, we had posted like a Pick'em graphic or something, and we promoted it on Instagram, which is like what everybody, like you promote your stuff using Instagram business tools. You promote it so that more people can see it, target demographic, whatever. And this Jaguars fan account comes along and is like, I'm not going to follow you. And I was like, cool, buddy. Good luck losing the next 15 games. And they did. They lost 15 straight games after I put the curse on the Jaguars. And I forgot to lift it to start the season. So I screwed myself in the pick because I picked the Jaguars. Um, and I'm not lifting it anymore. But the Texans definitely did surprise me last week. I thought the Jaguars were going to win that game, and I thought the Texans were going to look awful. They didn't look all that bad, um, but Cleveland's my pick for this game. I think it's going under 48. Again, I don't think there's a lot of points to be had in this game, to be honest with you. And I'm gonna not that this matters for the pick'em, but just betting advice. I'd, I'd take a look at Houston against the spread. I'd take a look at it. If, if, if someone was looking for a risky play this week, the way that the Texans played last week, I think they might hang in there with the Browns. I've got the Browns by, like, 10. Um, And I remember it was last year, too, I think. I think it was Browns and Texans. Here, I'm going to go confirm this because we posted about it on TBR. The spread was, like, 7 or something. And Nick Chubb had, like, a 80-yard run. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, so they the Browns won the game, like, 10 to 7. Oh, wow. Against the Texans. The spread was, um, I think it was seven, or seven and a half, or six and a half, or something. Do you remember this? And Nick Vaguely? Chubb busted it open for like an 80-yard run and stepped out at the one. Oh, I do <laughs> remember that. Yeah. And it, if he had scored, it would have covered the spread. So, I, we might have a similar game this week. I think it's going to be closer than some people think it's going to be. It's not a knock. They necessarily need to put this one out of range. So I I'm mean, my pick, though. Yeah, I, I figured we would agree on that. Next game, Saints-Panthers in Carolina. Saints are minus 180. 
Um, <coughs> that might be the lock of the century. That is. I would hammer that. <laughs> I am astounded that their line is the same as the Bills against Miami and not closer to what we just talked about with the Browns against the Texans. I've got them less than. I, I have three and a hook for Bills in Miami. I have three minus three straight up for this game. Yeah, that's what I have too. I mean, the Panthers barely beat the Jets last week. Like, we're really trying to say that the Panthers all of a sudden barely beat the Jets and the Saints blow out one of the teams that almost everyone agreed was going to be a top two or three team in the NFC. And all of a sudden, they're not, you can't even give them minus 200. Like, if your book has them at minus 180 right now, I'd hammer that. And honestly, if you can go in alternate spread, I'd go into the alternate spread. And, I mean, you can take the Saints minus four and a half at plus 105. Why? Like, yeah. just do that. Like, what, like it, you're, you really think they're going to win this game by less than a touchdown? That's insane. Yeah, um, you know, I'll wait for everybody who said that the Saints were going to go less than 500 this year to apologize to me. This is when I will accept my apologies because I we got a lot of comments that said they're going to get blown out week one by the Packers. And granted, I mean, I have my theories about why that did happen. But <laughs> are you part of the conspiracy theory train that says that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw every single game this year? We mentioned it as a possibility early on in the year. <laughs> I don't know. I it, it's gonna. I will make my decision after this week because they're playing the Lions this week, so they should pump the Lions. And if they don't, they then I'm convinced. But I'm just saying, I don't want to discredit Jameis and the Saints because they looked so good. Um, the other thing too that's like kind of scary is like he, Jameis kind of did it on his own. Um, who is supposed well? I mean, to you have to remember they don't really have weapons. Target. Outside right, of like, Kamara and Thomas, right? And then you don't have Thomas. Thomas didn't play. His new number one, who he was going to in preseason, was Callaway. Callaway caught, like, two passes for, like, ten yards. So, James I mean, really maybe they dominated in on him. game. I mean, you have to remember that one of the best corners in the game plays for the Packers, right? Yes. I mean, Alexander's unreal. So, you know, like, they, they, they probably... Just, like, and know, that's the thing, too, like... I didn't watch that game. I didn't have the time to. So, like, you know, it, it. I could be completely off base here, but I'm just assuming that they put, you know, him on Callaway, and that would have shut him yeah, down fairly sure, easily. Yeah. I, I mean, I had red zone on, so I just saw the highlights, but to me it just seemed like they couldn't figure this team out. Um, I love the Saints. Love them. Like you said, we're talking about absolute locks, lock of the century. Saints to beat the Panthers after a big week one win over the Packers who were, like, the favorites to win the NFC other than the Bucks. Like, are you kidding me? This this is a lock. Absolute like spread lock. Saints minus three. Unless something drastically goes wrong with the Saints offense and like last week was a fluke. They're gonna win this game. They're gonna start two and oh. Uh I think and I said this on TikTok, start considering them to be legitimate contenders coming out of the NFC. That's all I've got to say. Oh and I also have to say that over forty five points. Nice. Love it. Next game, this one's going to be interesting. 49ers at Eagles. 49ers are minus 155. Eagles plus 135. Spread is three points over under 49. I want to take the Eagles because they're home, and so I'm going to. I think that Hurts looked unbelievable <laughs> last week. I think there are some question marks surrounding the defense that could really you know, hinder their ability to win games. Um but this is also the 49ers we're talking about. Mostert is now out for the year. They're, you know, I mean, Debo is always inconsistent. Ayuk's pretty solid, but he can't carry the whole load. You know, I think that there are, a, it's it's very easy to look at this game and say the Eagles win it, and so I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm flipping from last week. Uh, I should have taken the Eagles last week. Against my better judgment, I didn't. And they just looked really good. Now, I what I'm nervous about is, you know, flipping just because they were good last week. Kind of, you know, the, the hot hand theory that, you know, just because something's happening now is going to continue to happen. We talk about that all the time last year in the pickems. Is, you know, they were they looked really good last week and I didn't pick them. So now I'm going to pick them and they're going to look like shit and they're going to lose this game. That's my only fear. But 49ers did not look good last week. 
that's that's the basis of my pick is actually not how good the Eagles looked because I I believe that that Eagles team was going to look good and I thought they were going to lose a close tight game. I did not expect a blowout on their end. I thought it was going to be a shootout between you know like Matt Ryan and that new look Atlanta offense and like Jalen Hurts. Um, and I was like pleasantly surprised that the Eagles blew them out. The basis of my pick for this week, obviously that factors into it, but the 49ers did not, they almost lost that game. They, they got like a three touchdown lead in the first half and then completely took their foot off the gas and the Lions snuck in the back door and made it a one possession game and it looked ugly. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback necessarily, but I just I think it's a good spot for the Eagles to win, and especially since you're taking them, that gives me more confidence in it too. Um, so I'm going to take the Eagles this week, and uh, if you're looking for like a pretty risk, not not risky play, but a little bit of like a on the edge bet, the Eagles are dogs in this game. So yeah, money line works for those. Money line or spread plus three. I yeah, think, anyway. I, even in well, a even in a loss, I think they'd cover. Yeah, in a loss, they probably. I, I, the only thing that worries me, well, I just so nah. Cause no matter what, I think they cover in a loss because, like, the I think that they if they lost, it'd be you know maybe it's a tie game and it's a last second field goal. So at that point, it's push. So like, it really doesn't matter. You might as well yeah. take them plus three at that point. Um, if you're parlaying it, then yeah. If it's a straight up bet, and that might push. But I I would see them losing like a one point game. Kind of right. like last night. <laughs> that game was one point, right? Last night? Uh, yes, I think it was 30 to 29. Yeah, so something like no, that. Uh, I've, got, that. I've got the over, though. 50 points in the line of center yeah. right now. I think, I think the offenses are going to look good. So I'm going over 50 for this game. But I'm taking the Eagles. I'll, I'll follow you. Nice. It gives me. It, it makes me feel very nice that you uh, believe in me enough to, uh, you know, be more I mean, confident about your pick when I take. I mean, them. I I wrote my picks out beforehand, so the fact that Fair enough. Took them did not change my opinion. I I took Eagles, but it makes me feel just, better. It, Fair enough. Um. All right. Next game, it, we're still in the one o'clock games. We got two more after this one. Raiders Steelers. Steelers are at home minus two eighty. Raiders are plus two twenty five. Over under forty seven. Six and a half on the spread. I have Raiders in this game. I think they're hot coming off of a game against a team that has won multiple playoff games in the past few years. Um, I think that Derek Carr is not, you know, an elite quarterback, but he's still a very good quarterback. I think Gruden knows what he's doing. I think that defense has some really good pieces on it, and I think that they're going to beat the Steelers. So I would take them money line and spread, because even if they somehow lose this game, they're not going to lose it by seven points. Who's at home? Steelers. Okay, so I write all my picks up beforehand, and this one has a question mark next to it. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, okay, look, so right, you, you're, you're looking at a Steelers seven. team that win 11-0 to start the year last year, and we both thought that, you know, as well as a lot of people, that um, it was a fraud team and that they were a fake undefeated team. They had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Um, but you do have a solid enough quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. You have two TikTok boys that are pretty good athletes and decent wide receivers. Their running game isn't awful, and they've got a very solid defense. So they very easily could win this game. But then you're looking at the Raiders and they just beat a team where, you know, some of the people who like to comment on our thing would say has a top five defense. Um, You know, so do with that what you will. I'm going to take the Steelers. I'm going to flip. I'm going to take the Steelers. I like the Raiders a lot. I think they cover that spread. They dominated the Raiders, uh, the Ravens on Monday Night Football, and they looked great, and I think it's going to be a good game. The sole basis for this pick, Steelers at home at 1 o'clock, it feels like a game that they win. The Raiders on the road at 1 o'clock, it feels like a game that they lose. The Raiders wearing white uniforms doesn't scream win to me. This is such a weird basis for this pick, but um, but I'm rolling with it. The Steelers at Fair home enough. in the black and gold... At 1 o'clock, at Heinz Field, 
I think they're going to win. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to take one of those weird ones where it's like, you know, what, what are the uniforms? What, what do I feel? Strictly, it is strictly a gut feeling, but I'm going to pick Steelers. That's the first and probably only pick I'll make in the moment this year. But I remember that when I was doing my research for this, I couldn't pick between the two because I genuinely didn't know who I thought was going to win the game. So oh. that's, that is a gut reaction in the moment. I'm going Steelers. Love it. All right. Next game. Bengals over bears. 47. Okay. Over 47. <laughs> Bengals bears. Bears are minus 140. Bengals are plus 120. Spreads two and a half over under 45 and a half. This is a tough one for me because I don't know what's going on with how much they may or may not use Justin Fields. It felt like they used him a lot last week, but we know that Dalton's still starting. So, I I mean, it's tough, right? Because I think the Bengals are a really solid team. Um, You know, like, I don't think they're going to be playoff contenders, but I don't think that they suck. You know, like, I think that they looked pretty good last week. Um, I think I'm going to go Bears here. I think that Fields might get a lot of action second half, depending on what the score is. Um, And here's the way I see it. Either they're going to be blowing them out, and therefore they're not going to bring in Fields, because why would they screw up the mojo? Or they're going to be losing by a decent amount, and then they're going to say, you know what, let's bring in Fields, and Fields is going to lead a comeback. So I don't think this is a game that the Bears lose. We got a lot of difference of opinion this week, and I like it because it makes it more competitive. Yes. I, I think the Bengals are a lock. Uh, Ooh. I'd consider them a lock, plus two and a half against the spread and money line. I'd consider them a lock against a Chicago team that looked like dog shit on Sunday Night Football against the Rams and the Bengals who are coming off of an overtime victory against a team that everybody thought was going to beat them. Joe Burrow looked really good. Um, the injury didn't seem to slow him down at all. He, Joe Mixon, too, kind of reemerged himself this past week. Granted, I don't know how consistent that's going to be this year because he's Mr. Inconsistency, but he definitely looked different. Uh, I like the Bengals in this game. I think it's a really good spot for them. I'm proving myself wrong because I said the Bengals were going to win four or less games before the start of the season. That could reign true, but I think they're going to start 2-0. and uh, So I'm going Bengals in this one. So I will, I will fade there, and I'll go Bengals. Fair enough. All right, last 1 p.m. game, Denver at Jacksonville. Denver's favored by six points. They're minus 290. Jacksonville's plus 230 over under 45. Um, See, this is tough because if the Broncos win this game, I think it's really unlikely that they can't win more than two games. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I think it's really unlikely that they don't win more than two games for the rest of the year. Right. You know, I don't like if you're going to start two and zero. I feel like, and we have them at four or less. or less. So, like, I want to date Jacksonville, but also Trevor Lawrence looked awful last week. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like really, really bad. And you know. I don't know how much of that is him actually being a bad quarterback as much as it could be. You know, maybe he feels like he has to do a lot to carry the team, which I don't know is really all that accurate, especially as a rookie. But, um, you know, who knows? Um, I think confidence wise, I'm a lot more confident in the Broncos as a team. But I also have to remember that they beat the Giants. So, like, how like what am I supposed to take from that? So yeah. I'm actually going to let you go first and then figure out what I'm going to do after you make your pick. Okay. So I made my pick beforehand, and I'm going to stick with it. This game could go either way. Uh, it really could, and this is one that I'm not going to be upset if I get wrong because I just don't know what we're going to get from either of these teams. Like you said, Denver looked good, but they beat the Giants. Jacksonville looked really bad. But is this a bounce-back spot for them? Is Trevor Lawrence, Mr. I-don't-lose-in-the-regular-season, going to come out and throw for 350 on Sunday? And prove all of us wrong. And Urban Meyer is going to look like a genius. Um, or is you know Teddy Bridgewater going to come out and be Teddy Bridgewater again? And this, this Denver team is going to look good at the expense of being wrong on the season predictions. I'm picking the Broncos to win this game. They're going to start two and zero. What kind of 
juiced me up a little bit was that clip of Vaughn Miller going up to Teddy Bridgewater on the bench and being like, we haven't had this energy at quarterback since um since Peyton Manning. Mm, which like I love that. <laughs> I saw I saw that I was gonna go um into the comment section and I was gonna comment Drew Locke punching the air right now. And as soon as I went to the comments, the top comment that was pinned, Drew Locke punching the air right now. So I thought that was kind of funny, just like a little fuck you to Drew Locke. But uh, but I said it last year, Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina, great quarterback, can definitely win some games. Um, this isn't this isn't a total defense for our season predictions, but when we made the predictions at the time, Drew Locke was still the starting quarterback, or was slated to be. And I think we said on the quarterback rankings that Teddy Bridge, or no, because when we did the quarterback rankings, he was still starting as well. Yeah, and Drew Locke was in like 26th on both of our lists. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. does. He changes that. So I'm picking Denver this week. Again, Trevor Lawrence could easily come out, throw for like 350, and they could blow the wheels off the Denver Broncos. But I'm going to pick Denver because I'm just a little more confident in that pick after what I saw last week. Jacksonville plus six is a pretty good look. Uh, against the spread. I think you got a close game on your hands, and I'm taking the under, under 45 and a half. I don't think there's gonna, it's gonna be a shootout, even though these two quarterbacks and these two offenses potentially could. Denver, I think, has a little more of an established offense. Um, Jerry Judy going down definitely hurts. It definitely yes. hurts. But you have KJ Hamler, you have Noah Fant, you have Teddy Bridgewater, you have Melvin Gordon. Um, I think they're a little more of an established offense than Jacksonville right now, so I'm going, I'm going Denver. Yeah, I'm going to follow you on that. I like Teddy Bridgewater too much to not pick him, so I will also take the Broncos. All right, 4.05, the afternoon slate, the first two games of the afternoon slate. You know, I laughed when I saw the Browns odds, and these are even more ridiculous. Tampa Bay at home against the Falcons, minus 800. At that point, why are we even like like why is there even a money line for this game? Like like what yeah. like what are we doing here? Um, Falcons are plus five fifty. The spread's twelve and a half. Over under fifty one and a half. I would take Buccaneers on everything. I'd I'd consider the over on this game. Fifty one and a half feels like a lot of points just because I feel like the Falcons are not going to score many. Um, but yeah, Buccaneers <laughs> definitely winning this game. Yep, Bucks are my pick. Um, wouldn't hurt to look at Atlanta plus 12.5. Potentially could happen. Uh, we said yeah. the Bucks are a big regular season team. Uh, well, my thing with the Bucks this year, though, is last year they started off really, really bad, but they did not do that this week. Also, I don't know if you saw the well, video. I mean, everyone saw the video of Brady hyping up this this week, and he's got the, it's 328 on the clock on the computer in the background. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. But um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and grandstand the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week One. The Cowboys almost won that game. It was close. Uh, it came yeah, but it's also like goal. we're talking about two teams that are gonna win their division. Like, well, no, actually, no, no, that, in, in in my opinion, are going to win their division. Okay, I think both of those teams are not gonna win their division. <laughs> so, oh right, yeah, because you have the Saints. Well, fine. Saints these are both teams. They're both teams that are going to be top two in their division. Let's put it that way. Of four. Sure. But the Atlanta Falcons, I think, could potentially cover the spread this Sunday. That's all I'm saying. Over 52. It's going to be a shootout for sure. Matt Ryan loves to sling the football, and that's why I think they might hang in there. Uh, 12 and a half, that's a, that's a big spread for the Bucks to cover. To win by two touchdowns, I don't know that they do that. I, I think they win by like eight. But twelve and a half—that's a lot of. That's a big point margin for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers regular season team to win by. So Atlanta against the spread, but obviously Bucks are my pick. Fair enough. Okay, the other four oh five game: Vikings at Cardinals. Spread is four over under fifty this and is a half. Century. <laughs> yeah, I agree as well. Cardinals minus two ten. Vikings plus 175. I think we're both taking Cardinals here. Yeah, the Cardinals looked like the best team in the NFC last week. Oh, my God, they looked so good. Kyler Murray looked great. Chandler Jones looked great. Um, Christian Kirk looked great. DeAndre Hopkins looked great. That team just looked so effing good, and we both think they're going to win the division. NFC North is – sorry, NFC West is stacked this year, absolutely stacked. Um, They went 4-0. 
uh, in week one. Each team won their first uh, game. So that's going to be a tough division for all of those teams because I think they're all going to be vying for playoff spots, uh, which we did the math over the summer. We, we said that it could happen, and I think it's mathematically possible that they're all bubbling around double-digit wins. But the Cardinals look so effing good. Minnesota, so effing bad. They should have won that game against yeah. the Bengals handily. Something about Kirk Cousins, even though over the summer we looked it up and he's like not as bad as we think he is. Something about him, just the, the vibe on that team just isn't right. Like They don't gel. Um, on paper, they should be really good, but they're not. Arizona's going to blow their tires off this week. I've got over 50.5 Cardinals to cover the uh, – three-and-a-half-point spread. Shocked it isn't more. And uh, Cardinals are my pick. All right. First to the 425 games, Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Chargers. Still feels weird to say that. Uh, spreads three-and-a-half <coughs> over under 54-and-a-half. Chargers favored minus 190. Cowboys plus 160. I've never been this confident in taking a team that is an underdog. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yep. Glad you said that. Uh, the Cowboys looked good in week one. I thought they looked really good. Um, barring a few plays here and there, could have easily won that game against the Buccaneers. Great, great bounce back spot for them right now. I mean, they got the defending Super Bowl champions on Thursday Night Football in week one. Like, that's a tough draw. And to be able to hang with them to the end like they did, I, I think that that says a lot about the type of team that we're dealing with and the type of season that they're going to have. Um, uh, there is a great great, great betting game because that three-and-a-half-point spread, they definitely cover. The Chargers can't win a game by more than one or two points. Uh, And the Cowboys are going to win this game. I like under 55-and-a-half. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, All right, next 425 game, last of the afternoon games, Tennessee Titans at the Seattle Seahawks. Spread is six-and-a-half over under 54-and-a-half. And minus 335 for Seattle, plus 260 for the Titans. I mean, I think it's Seattle. That's got to be pretty clear. The Titans looked awful last week. Um, Unless Julio somehow can just, like, not suck, there's no way that the Titans win this game. I don't see it. There's just, I don't, there's no path that I can logically look at and tell myself that they can use. Uh, yeah, in that TikTok that I made, my five takeaways from week one, I said it's become abundantly clear to me that the Titans can't win big games. Uh, they played a week one game against an Arizona team that they should have beaten, and they looked like dog shit. They looked horrible. Um, that playoff game last year against the Ravens, horrible. A lot of people are like, oh, they haven't been the same since the Ravens did that shit on their logo. I'm like, I agree. <laughs> they look, did not look good. They're going to start the year it's, it's, it's funny because it's literally, this is the only game they've played since then. Right. But, you know, it's just it's a character. <laughs> um, Seattle looked really good last week, uh, and they didn't need to look any better than they did. Uh, they played the Colts, and that was a cakewalk for them. So they really they didn't need to have the foot 100% on the gas. They don't need to again this week either. This isn't going to be a challenge for them. Seahawks will cover the spread. I've got minus six. Uh, Seahawks are going to win the game. And I've got the over, over 54, because Russell Wilson can put up some points. Tyler Lockett had it, had himself a day last week, too. Um, so, yeah, Seahawks. All right, last game on the schedule, Sunday night football, Kansas City Chiefs at Baltimore Ravens. I think I speak for both of us when I say the Chiefs are winning this game. They're minus 200. The spread is 3.5, over 54.5. I would take them against the spread. I'm going to take the over as well, because even though – Baltimore is not going to be close to winning this game. I think they're still going to put up points because that's just, you know, that's what that offense does. Um, But, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think they're going to be leading all the way through. If they lose the toss, they might give up the first score if they win the toss. But other than that, they're going to be winning for the entire game. Yeah. I agree. Uh, thank God we're actually getting a good Sunday night football game for once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> last week was brutal to watch. This one will actually be fun to watch. Kansas City's going to win the game. Kansas City's going to cover the spread. Over 55. There's points to be had in this game for sure. I uh, could see, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout necessarily. I think you're going to get some good back and forth action. Um, the Ravens, their biggest issue is that they don't have a quarterback. So that's kind of tough. Like you can't really like play football when you don't have a quarterback. 
So um, I don't know how they've been doing it for this long, to be honest with you. They just run with two running backs. Um, it's weird it's, to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Kansas City. Uh, a lot of what I like about this week, because we had a six and eight week last week, is that there's some bounce back games in here. Like, I would consider them to be locks. The Chiefs, I consider to be a lock. The Seahawks, I consider to be a lock. The Saints, I consider to be a lock. The Patriots, I consider to be a lock. There's a lot of locks on the table this week that, like, I think it's a good bounce back week for both of us. Obviously, we have some discrepancy on some games, and someone is going to have to come out with a lead, I think, because we we disagreed on three games, right? We disagreed on a couple of games, but even, I mean, if last week we disagreed on an odd number. Right. Last week we disagreed on, I think, it, was it two games or four games? Whatever it was, it was, it was, it was Browns and um, and Eagles. Oh, okay. So yeah, and we just so, yeah, we just got to hope that every week we disagree on an odd amount of teams. And I don't mind staying tied. Like I don't really care about the like tie after week one or or whatever. But I do like right, that's fair. that there's some competition that's being thrown into the mix. So hopefully we didn't. I, I can't remember if it was odd or even, but hopefully it was an odd number so at least someone can pull in front after two weeks and you guys who follow our picks can get a better understanding of who's hot, who's not, whatever it may be. Yeah. All right, so that has been episode 87 of the Booth Review. Thank you for spending the time with us. We made this one pretty short. So, I mean, I think there's a good, like, 10, 15 minutes of the recording before we started. So I think this is, like, a 45-minute podcast, which is great. It means that you guys can just, you know, go right through this one you don't have to be scared by the occasional hour and a half podcast that we have but uh it's been fun always great talking to you brendan uh yeah you as well for the next pod yeah and good luck this week too we'll uh we'll update all of you on the graphics on the instagram and you know best of luck and where will we see them next yeah i'll see you on lippity flip side everybody have a good week all game Like forever, sex turn the house, they turn the months of the year.